0: Specifically as to BNI, it's not a hunting event uh, as far right. as networking or getting clients. It's not mm-hmm. a hunting event. It's a farming event, right? So, you know, if you go in with the expectation that you're going to put some seeds in the ground and you're going to be harvesting in a week or two weeks, then you're going to be pretty disappointed.
1: Learn modern marketing that you can use to grow your business in today's competitive landscape. This is Digital Marketing Masters with Matt Rouse and Jeremy Markott.
2: Welcome to episode five of Digital Marketing Masters. I'm Jeremy Marcotte, project manager with Hook SEO Digital Marketing, and I'm here with Matt Rouse, owner of Hook SEO, and Ryan Corbridge of Corbridge Law Offices. Hi, guys. Morning.
3: Howdy. How you doing, Ryan? Uh, doing great. Is really excited your, to be here. This is your first podcast recording?
0: Yeah, I've thought about it for a long time. This is the first time I've ever been invited on, so I've got a thousand things to say,
2: whatever Fantastic. it is that we're going to talk
3: about. Awesome. So let's actually
2: <laughs> talk about networking for business and lifestyle. we you so, going to introduce Sam yet? We introduced him a little oh, bit.
0: Right,
3: yeah. yeah, I'm Matt Rouse and uh, I write the books and put the topics for the podcast and I invite Ryan. That's
0: my job. That's his job.
2: And Ryan, what do you do? Who are you?
0: So uh, I've got a law practice here in Washington County uh, doing criminal defense as well as uh, auto collisions, people seriously injured and in car accidents and stuff like that. But been in the community here for 12 years, um, have as a business owner played the game that is marketing for that period of time. And I've learned a lot of things and I've uh, made a lot of mistakes. And uh, so I'm just really glad to be working with um, Hook SEO. And uh, I I sleep better at night knowing that I've got you guys looking out for my firm. So I really appreciate it.
3: So you're local too, though. Didn't you go to high school in Banks?
0: Yeah, that's right. That's right. I went to uh, Banks High School. So I feel as though Washington County is kind of my home county. Mm -hmm. Um, I try a lot of cases. And that, I think that being from here helps me kind of gauge what a jury's thinking and feeling regarding right. some of the issues that they deal with. And uh, there's just a little extra confidence that I like to um, I like to take into a court.
3: Right. And so uh, just for anybody who's outside of Oregon or Portland, uh, Banks, Oregon is kind of uh, west of Portland. It's kind of a little outside the Portland metro area. And so uh, our topic today is networking. And one of the things... That I talk about all the time for businesses, even though we're a digital marketing company, we always say that you need to pair that with in-person networking. And I met you through networking. True. And I met everybody, basically, who we work with. from Including me. Including Jeremy from networking. And some of our staff... People met with like Scott, met Richard through like a personal networking side. So there's other kinds of networking besides actual business networking groups. But I think first thing that we should talk about is business networking groups. And I know that you're a huge fan of BNI, Business Network International, right? Yes. How long have you been in BNI?
0: I've been in BNI for over 10 years. And uh, so can't speak enough about it. Got a lot of experience in it. And uh, it's been a critical part of my business.
3: So how do you think... Being in BNI has changed your business.
0: Well, when I first joined 10 years ago, the biggest impact it had on my business out the gate was just simply the contacts. You know, when you're trying to run a business, you've got a lot of different, vendors that you got to interface with, whether it's your marketing company, your CPA, your bookkeeper, your photographer, your medical professionals, your house cleaners, you know, there's a a lot of stuff it takes to coordinate. And if you can just have that once a week meeting with the group of 30 to 40 business owners to touch base on occasion with one or two of them in person, it really helps facilitate running a business. And so that was why I started. After that, obviously having built those relationships, They started coming to me with family or friends or people that they knew that maybe needed uh, legal counsel and they'd refer them to me. They'd have to give me a call and then I was able to advise them accordingly and and it just kind of went from there.
3: Right. And the group that we have is a really good group, honestly. As business networking groups go, BNI was not the first group that we were in uh, as a company. We actually tried several groups before we went to that BNI group specifically and a lot of them were kind of hit or miss so I think a lot of it depends on the people in the group sure we definitely have some key people in our group you being one of them All
0: right thanks right? Appreciate it.
3: but also like there's a real connection after you've been in a group for a longer period of time that I think a lot of people who first start going to networking groups, they don't see like an immediate return on investment and they go, okay, well, maybe networking's not for me or they go and maybe they go for a few months and, and they don't get any sales or any referrals from it. And they go, okay, well, this isn't going to generate any business for me. So why should I go? So, so I think there's a problem
2: with that. The people that have that mentality and the people that do that are the ones that think the networking only happens when they're at that group. So it doesn't matter the group they're at, they're the hour and a halfers, right? They show up, they're there for the hour and a half, and then they don't make it a point to contact people to forge those relationships and actually go above and beyond. Networking is way out. Wait, wait,
3: wait, wait. Are you saying that you have to follow up with people? Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I've read it in a book once, and uh, it's almost like you need to follow up to actually get people to trust you and like you, right? So. The people that don't succeed like that, the ones that wash out quickly, they're the ones that only show up part time. So forging those relationships, I think, is a better networking tool. I make more connections networking outside of the group than I do listening to everybody's minute speech or whatever. Sure. I I learn more about their business in the minutes every week. So I learn about everybody. But once a week, you got to go and you got to forge more of a relationship, get to know the person. Because, you know, I want to refer somebody for their personality as much as their, their work and the quality of their work.
0: You know, I uh, don't want to get too far into this. However, obviously, as an attorney, I can't solicit business, right? I'm a little different when I'm in this networking group environment because I'm not in there asking for, hey, do you know anybody who did this or did that, right? Uh, what I am generally doing is talking about various scenarios and circumstances. Some of it may be a legislative, right? You know, laws that have come out. What do they mean? Others might be just, you know, advice from an attorney potentially that, you know, hey, you know, at nighttime they've got this, uh, spot a town where law enforcement's pulling over anybody type of thing after midnight, right? But with that caveat of non-solicitation, I think the most important thing that people that are getting into networking need to have in mind to stay in the group and be successful. I'm familiar with LaTip. I'm not a real fan of it. That's kind of a, one could say that, that that's connected to BNI model, and I I don't know which one was first, but specifically as to BNI, it's not a hunting event uh, as far as networking or getting clients. It's not Mm -hmm. a hunting event. It's a farming event, right? So, you know, if you go in with the expectation that you're going to put some seeds in the ground and you're going to be harvesting in a week or two weeks, then you're going to be pretty disappointed, right? This is a six, nine, 10, 12 month type of thing that you create true friendships with some business relationships with others. Right. And, then you also get to present for your industry. And to some extent, you become the voice of your industry within this group of professionals so that you are recognized as somebody who is an expert, right? Right. Um, In your field. Anyways, again, I just want to make the comment of the farming versus hunting aspect of networking.
3: And you're right about different networking groups having kind of a different focus. We didn't have a good experience with the tip, and I'll leave it at that. But the model of some groups is very based on referral, 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 rather than can we build a relationship with people and then refer them because they're the best choice, which I think at least our group at BNI and some of the other groups that we're in now, like we started our own group for South Hillsborough, South Hillsborough Business Group. Paige that works with us is going to start going to a group called Rise and, Rise and Grind. Is that what it's called? That's Darcy yeah. Edwards' new group. They're actually meeting up near your office here. Oh, I'll tell you about it later. So when the group gives you a chance to get to know the other people in the group and they can see type of expertise and how much you care about not only your own clients, but your clients' clients, right? It makes you the best choice and Mm -hmm. not just... I need to use this person because I have to refer someone in my group. Because my group, for, to stay in my group, I have to pass X number of referrals every year or whatever. Or I have to pay a dollar if I don't have a referral this week or something, right? Right. So if it's more, I want to use the people in my group because they're the best people, then I mean, that's how you make real long term relationships that turn and grow into large referral based businesses.
0: And you know that specific issue that you identify is the reason why attorneys can't legally attend a la-tip type right. of, of organization yeah, because we can't be required or expected to uh, to give referrals in right. those types of environments. But in an environment like B&I, where it's a relationship-based thing and there's no quid pro quo, right. there's been decisions that talk about how that right. is an acceptable means of networking, and so. Anyways, is this about BNI? This whole thing about BNI. Well, B&I, no, man? but I, you know, I want to get paid, man. Right? I mean, where's the, where's the money? <laughs> uh, any kind uh, geez, of the uh, send you a check. later. Yeah, Robin. Right. How about you uh, or, or Meisner? Is that his name? Meisner.
3: Yeah, Meisner. What's his last first name? Uh, Ivan. <laughs> Howard, Ivan. Ivan. Doctor <laughs> Meisner. Doctor. Business. And I've listened to like four hundred of the BNI podcasts now. So you have? Yeah, I'm starting to repeat ones I've already heard. So I'll tell you a magic trick. If any of you guys are in b and and you want to get your little continuing ed credits for listening to podcasts, yeah. you can skip the first minute and a half, which is about three pushes of the skip button. And then you listen to it at one and a half times speed because they talk kind of slow. And then as soon as they get to the end and he starts to kind of wrap it up, you can just skip to the end. So, you can get through. I mean, on my 20 minute drive to BNI, I usually get through four or five.
0: And you avoid like, what, two or three accidents at the same time? Yeah.
3: Well, it's just like, pam, 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 <laughs> skip, 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 skip. All voice controlled, obviously. That's right.
0: he, yeah. he wouldn't do something. Yeah, he like does that. it with the steering I wheel down, controls. I was down in Marion County this morning. Went to court for my client and, you know, Marion County, uh, Salem, the right. capital of the state of Oregon here, you know, the roads, they're all kind of messed up. Yeah. I'm following my GPS. It's like the Wild West. I'm following my GPS, <laughs> trying to text at the same time. Next thing you know, I look up, I've driven three quarters of the way down a street that's one way and I'm <laughs> going the wrong direction. <laughs> I'm just like, are you kidding me? I mean, what? I can't be doing that <sighs> stuff. You
2: Good news. Good news. Your wife is watching live. That's oh, right. Is she? Uh, I didn't, she now didn't knows. really do that. I mean,
3: so <laughs> no, the funny thing with driving and like the podcasting thing, I mean, once you've listened to it enough, I have a dash mount for my phone, mm-hmm. right? And I use all the voice activation for all this stuff, but the hitting the skip button or whatever, I mean, I just reach over and push the button. Like I'm Blindly. pushing a button on my stereo. Yeah. You don't, don't even have to
0: look anymore. No,
3: it's, all, it's always in the same spot and safety first. Good. <laughs> he's right. wearing a seatbelt while he's doing it. Wearing We're okay. my seatbelt. It's all right. So, well, let's talk about, Beyond just business networking itself, well, let me back up one more thing about business networking. We've done a ton of networking. So when I started doing networking and I found that it was a great way to meet people, we started to get a little bit of referral business and I was like, okay, let's go to every business networking thing that we can. And I found out that a ton of them are not really very good. I would say 50% of them were a waste of time for us. And what I did is I kind of went through and I made like a, almost like a mental spreadsheet. I said, what were the things about these groups that they have in common are for the ones that would, you know, generate long-term business and revenue and growth for us. And which were the ones that basically just felt like a waste of time, even though I kept going to them, nothing was happening. And, you know, I gave them a, a reasonable shot most of them I went to for a year And I found that the ones that were uh, what I would call free and unsponsored, which Mm -hmm. means like the Hillsborough Chamber Wake Up Networking event is free, but Hillsborough Chamber is the sponsor of the event. Mm -hmm. It's still a great event. I still go to it every week. I went this morning. I've been going to that one for almost five years. Great event. We meet lots of people. But then if I go to one, and I'll just make up a name. So let's say it's Bob Smith from whatever insurance company's networking group that he started for free. And you go to it, and it's throw $2 in the bowl to pay for the room. And everyone there is from a different MLM company, and it's free. And there's 50 different people selling $20 things, all trying to shake your hand and shove their business card at you you know that's not a profitable that's kind point, of a hunting right? experience yeah. a hunting experience it rabbits. is a hunting hunting experience. rabbits
0: have you heard death by rabbit death have you heard this no yeah. so yeah so hunting rabbits there there was an article in i don't know what newspaper but it was talking about this law firm pretty good sized law firm out of San Francisco they did a lot of insurance defense type stuff throughout the country like a nationwide thing anyways you know, back when the economic turndown happened in 07-08, you know, a lot of these insurance companies, these law firms working for the insurance company, were getting paid all this money, found the purse strings getting tightened and tightened and tightened and they kept getting pinched and pinched and pinched. Anyways, the strategy of this law firm was to take all of these smaller type of cases, you know, think of us relatively minor auto collision, right? You know, whiplash, sprain, sprain something stuff like that. And they were taking all of these throughout the country and making small amounts of money for representation. Anyways, they ultimately ended up going bankrupt and going out business and they likened it to death by rabbit in that if you are out in the woods living in the woods right and you let's say kill a rabbit right eat that rabbit there's just not enough there's a lot of protein great protein Right. right but the fats and the complexities are such that it isn't sufficient so if you eat rabbit like sold just that for a period of time, right. then what'll end up happening is you'll end up starving. You'll think that
3: you're eating food. Right. But you but end up starving to death in the long run. Starving
0: to death in the long run, right? And so and so going back to your point of these hunting type of environments where people are selling things for twenty dollars and trying to do it on a handshake, you know, you know, yeah, they might sell two or three or four things, right? But again, I think that as it relates to that networking opportunity, I think if you're looking for success, you're not looking so much for uh, a hunting event and uh, networking. It's more of a farming event. I just think that right. you get a lot more out of it in the long term. And we know that you know eat, eating vegetarian, right, is totally Portland, Oregon, right? Right. Vegan. That's
3: right. <laughs> Vegan and just do it, uh, man. Farm, don't hunt. Or you can farm some
0: animals. Uh, I hear chipmunk. Did you know that chipmunks got some great protein in it? Really? Yeah, it's like one of the most complex that profiles the profiles of cholesterol and chipmunk is apparently amazing. Um, I, believe I, was, it. I was thinking of getting one of those blow darts. You know, have you seen those? those I blow used to things? have one. I was, I was going to, these things are like from Africa or something like that. And like literally you can kill somebody with this blow dart. I think they oh. do. In Africa, I think they kill monkeys with it or something mm-hmm. like that. But anyways, I was thinking about getting a blow dart and becoming an urban hunter. Blow dart.
3: Urban hunter. Is an it urban even legal hunter. to hunt chipmunks? I don't even know. Funny I guess you would
0: know. Funny ask. I did look into it a little bit. <laughs> uh, and yes, you can hunt chipmunks. Huh. Yeah, there's no protection. You don't See? have to
3: you don't have a specific
0: license. You I heard mean, it all,
3: here first, folks. All this pending Chip double confirmation and this
0: is not legal advice. Okay. <laughs> you may want to you may want to contact the state of Oregon uh, about it. But uh <laughs> Is it fishing game or Yeah, fishing game. Fish and yeah, Oregon Fish and Wildlife. Uh, just to double confirm, you don't need to have a Before, before you go eat out. some
3: chipmunks. Yeah, yeah. But they're everywhere around here, man. Instead of that crab fest thing that they always have like the crab feed which <laughs> to chipmunk time. You yeah, have <laughs> Monk Fest. Monk Fest.
0: Listen, you go on YouTube, type in a Amazing chipmunk dish or something like that. And what you'll find is people down south or, you know, Ohio or Arkansas or someplace. Is that south? I don't know. Anything, uh, past, anything past Wyoming, who knows, right? <laughs> but 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 the point is this, is that they've got some amazing dishes. Give it a try. Why why knock it? Apparently, it's really good for you. Is so it a lean meat like rabbit? I don't know. The cholesterol profiles apparently are If you keep
3: good. eating it, you'll starve to death. Well,
0: I don't know if it's like a primary food source, but supplemental with a salad or something like that. Who knows?
3: So... Networking, get back on track. So the point I was trying to make about those small free networking groups and stuff is that it seems like the higher the cost or the higher the barrier of entry to get into a group, the more valuable the group is. I don't know if you would agree with that or not, but we've seen that in, as our company has made more money and we're able to afford to get into bigger groups, the benefit has been definitely higher. Income wise, from what we generate from referrals from those groups, we definitely generate, you know, a group that costs six or $700 a year is generating a thousand times what a free group is generating.
0: Mm -hmm. My thoughts that you're asking about? Well, so first of all, I haven't done a ton of networking outside of being I, I try to go to you know things at the chamber right. and, and attend that type of stuff. But I guess that you're right. If I'm investing you know five, six, 700 dollars, whatever it is a year in a group then i go but really for me that's kind of a nominal expense right right? i'm not going because i'm paying 700 Mm dollars i'm going because i need these people to run my business right right i mean well you're uh, paying
3: for it with your time you're not paying for it with your dollars right right i'm paying
0: for it with my time
3: 50 weeks worth of hour and a half long networking groups is a lot more valuable than just 700 bucks
0: Right. So the the fee is a nominal amount, but I do know that there is a group out there. I was talking with this gentleman who is pretty uppity here. He's the son of a former trailblazer and his name escapes me now. He was on the cover of the Portland magazine uh, the other day and I met with him just in an unofficial environment. um, And I was talking about this networking business group here in Portland that I want to say is like $25,000 to go to. Have you heard of this? I've heard of a couple of them. Anyways, it's like, you know, I'm thinking to myself, uh, I don't know if it's $25,000 a year or $25,000 a month. But at the end of the day, it was a pretty serious chunk of change. And I mean, you know, I think of that and, you know, what does that mean? Well, that type of networking group, I don't think is necessarily something that a people's lawyer, right? me right. would be interested in. I don't think so. Uh, but maybe, uh, let's say I was not a people's lawyer, but a lawyer for uh, corporations, right? Right. A lawyer for big business. Something like that where getting in and, and shaking hands with Jimmy that you know, works at Cisco right. and is involved in uh, all of the uh, resolutions associated with lawsuits there. Right. You know, Something like that might be what happens there, but I don't see an under any circumstance where, where it would be important for... Person like me to do that. But it might make sense for some other
3: business, right? Well, I'll tell you a story. When I was at Traffic and Conversion Summit last year, it's a digital marketing conference put on by a company called Digital Marketer. I got invited to go to their mastermind group, and it's like a breakfast thing. They have a fancy breakfast at the hotel, and you go in, they have a display, and you get to sit with a bunch of other business owners and stuff like that. It was actually a really good event. I really liked it. But that networking group, I believe, is. Somewhere in the neighborhood of one hundred and fifty thousand a year. That might be the higher level one, but it was was ten thousand dollars to get in. Yes, what's this this thing called? Yeah, and this was one of the mastermind groups at Traffic Conversion Summit, and I don't want to quote the price honestly because I don't remember how much exactly it was, but I know that there was a couple different mastermind groups there, and they were both twenty five k plus one of them was over 100,000 a year. Wow. Uh you know
0: what that is? That's nobody's personal money. That's right. co- that's company. That's money. company money.
3: But when you're in it, one of the things that they were speaking of is that twice a year you get to go to an offsite event where they basically rent a resort and 50 or 60 people from the mastermind group all go there and hang out for like a week with their whole families and everything. You know, they have speakers and you know, you learn stuff from high-level people and things like that. But you're building relationships with people who run 100 million and billion dollar businesses. Mm -hmm. And that's not something that you get for free. I mean, that just doesn't happen, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, nobody is brushing shoulders with somebody who's running a hundred million dollar business on a daily basis, unless they're in that kind of business world, Mm -hmm. right? But also, do you really have the need to be that high level, I guess, is another thing, right? I mean... Sure, I'd love my company to do $100 million a year in revenue, but I'd sure have to ramp up. We're not doing it with six people, that's for sure, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> but yeah, I guess the the cost of the group definitely will have some bearing on the value and the, I hate to say quality of people because, I mean, sure, there's lots of quality people who are in less expensive networking groups, but it needs to be enough money for those people to be serious so that they're going to show up consistently they're going to take it seriously, right? And then it also needs to be enough money that the cutoff is people who are going to be in the same level of business or higher. So if your networking group costs $100 a year, anybody can afford $100 a year. You can panhandle for two days and get $100 to join a group. So the bar is too low at that amount. But when you get up to that five, six, seven hundred dollars 700 maybe even $1,000 a year, now you're saying, okay, this is a... A substantial investment, right? Because okay, you're going to invest the time. When I
0: joined BNI, you know, i paid $350. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's gone up quite a it's bit. I up, think yeah. I should have been grandfathered in. I should have been grandfathered in. Like once, it's kind of like when join the gym, you
3: know, once you that's pay right. a certain once price. Pay, <laughs> that's because once you go to the gym, you know, they, they're banking that you're not going to go all the time. I, I didn't mean to cut you off. I was pretty much done. I was just saying that it has to be the value of a networking group. There has to be a price to get in. To make it serious. So there's a very similar thing happens with online courses and digital courses and stuff like that, or even in-person classes that you go to. So if I have a class and I say, okay, I'm going to run this marketing class, right? It's how to market your law firm. It costs $9. You're going to be like, I'm not taking a $9. What can I possibly learn for $9 about marketing my law firm, right? Right. But if I take the same class, I say marketing your law firm, it's $9.99. You're like, well, maybe know something. If, he's, if he could charge thousand dollars for a class
0: mm-hmm.
3: right? So the price has to be matching the value.
0: Well, I mean, I, I don't want to get too much caught up in the, in the price of the meetings, right? I mean I've actually never thought of it. right. I've never thought of, uh, of it. although when you get hit with a number of you know hundred thousand dollars a year, then yeah, you think about that right, right. How, about, how, about, how about no? on that (laughs) you know but then again you know that's not that's not that's not for me to judge i mean they can do what they want to do right um just not me um but i what i what i want to do is comment briefly about hook seo and my engagement with your office because you joined the networking group how long ago three years ago
3: yeah this will be well it's been two now so this will be a third year
0: two you've been in the group for two years right but you know, going back to farming, right? I mean, when you first joined the group, I mean, me changing my marketing you know, strategy and company isn't something that just happens overnight. Right. It's something that has to occur over time and confidence and trust has to be built. And for our company, that's a big part of what we do. And so it just goes to show that first of all, here we are two years later, now you guys are you know, about three five months in, something like that. Uh, into you started out, you know, with parsley coming on, giving some advice, attending some meetings, and then obviously took over a portion of it. And then right. all, then all of a sudden we rolled out full hundred percent control within, with with But going back to the farming concept, right? right now, if you guys had come to the group and started there for six eight ten months, and all of a sudden you're like oh you know hey why isn't everybody having us do their marketing? And then left, right? right, right, and that's like the worst case scenario, right? Where that you is. go there and you get right to the point, And I've seen it happen. Right. You know, you go right to the point of where you're starting to be identified as the expert within your field, and all of a sudden you just pull the ripcord and change directions. Right. You know, um, and I've seen it happen, uh, not not too often, but you know, it does. And I just say to myself, "Wow, that's a personal business development problem for that person." Obviously, not investing what they need to invest, don't have the experience, don't have the training or education. Mm-hmm. Maybe they didn't get their undergrad. I don't know. I mean, nowadays undergrads aren't really that important, but it does show a, a commitment.
3: That cartoon that you see on the internet all the time with the two guys are digging and the one guy gives up and walks away and the other guy's still digging and the gems are like one more shovel kind of <laughs> past where he yeah. is. Yeah. It's. Don't give up before you make it to the goal.
2: Right. And I think that's a good good segue into what are three tips that you would give somebody that's new to the whole networking thing?
3: Three tips. I got one good one. That's up. And that is meet as many people one-on-one in the group as you can when you first start. Cool. You want to have a meeting with them, have coffee with them, have a conversation. And when you do have those meetings, ask them to tell you about their business. It's not an opportunity for you to sell. It's an opportunity for you to listen. That's a good one. Um, and the thing
0: that came to my mind was, you know, definitely check out BNI. Um, and again, th- I'm not looking. This is a right. BNI uh, <laughs> advertisement. I'm in the group, right? right? But, but I mean, I just think the model and the and the structure, which can vary from group to group, mm-hmm. right, is 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 something that you definitely see before you jump into more of a macro marketing event like uh, the chamber or something like right. that. That's a different effort. Outside of the hard marketing, hard contact marketing stuff that you see at BNI, so you should definitely you know, check out BNI. Yeah. yeah, or maybe
3: sure. check out some different groups and see which yeah. kind of model fits your business the best. So that's two: testing your local chamber, your local BNI group. Go to more than one BNI group if you have more than one in your area. See which group fits better. Some are, um, they're different. In yeah. Most groups you can visit, what, usually two times you can visit for right. free or you can sub for somebody, right? If they're not going to be there, they have a substitute person that comes in. You could be a substitute for somebody. Yeah.
2: I think the third networking tip would be consistency. Show up early to every meeting to whether it's uh, – uh person-to-person meeting, or if it's for the group, and make sure that you're there every week you can be. When you miss, you shoot yourself in the foot and you're not necessarily showing everybody that you can be consistent, that you can show up on time and you can do what you say you're going to do. Ryan spoke to it a few minutes ago about the uh, undergrads and how it shows a commitment. If you're going to do a, a group, make sure that you're committed, make sure that you show up, and make sure that you, when you're there, you put your all into it.
0: So this uh, podcast you're doing, this is five, right? Mm-hmm. Seems like a bunch of patty cake type of uh, questions you got over there. You got anything that's controversial? You have anything that's do you, like? You, uh, well, I got a question. The, the lawyer. Question. Let's, to- talk, right. let's, let's, let's talk about let's talk about networking groups that are like gender or ethnicity specific,
3: right? Like a women's networking
0: group. Yeah. Or? Yeah, yeah. Uh, what do you think of that? A women's networking group, or, or maybe an all men's networking group. Or all no, they've got these things like the minority
3: right. networking group. I think that anytime people can get together who are in what is generally considered an underserved population in business, that they should. Because they are basically coming in with at least somewhat of a disadvantage in the business world. It's less now that you have the internet and you know, a lot of internet marketing and business is kind of a faceless business, mm-hmm. right? But I mean, in the actual person-to-person business world, it's still an advantage to be an older white guy. I mean, honestly, it still is. Whether that Uh, uh, pertains in the amount of revenue generated or business past, I don't know if there's any statistics on that or not. But I think that, you know, women's groups and, you know, minority groups are good for people to get together with other people who have similar problems. And so... What do you think of minority networking groups, women's networking groups?
0: You know, I don't know. I don't know what I think about them. I know I've got minority clients. I know I've got jurors that are minorities. You know, I've never participated in a minority networking group. I've had attorneys work for me that I've had join those organizations. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just Part of me just kind of says... You know, Hey, I'm here to represent the people, whoever that might be, men, women, whatever background you come from, it's just not exclusive. So I've never really understood the concept. I guess this is part of that uh, white privilege stuff, right? Because Could be. Not something I've had to actually deal with, but I do deal with it pretty regularly in in front of a jury. You bet. Right.
2: I think part of the the comfort in some of those groups is some people might be primarily, let's say the minority, and let's use Spanish because there's a huge Spanish population in Washington County, right? Mm. So... I think part of it comes from comfort. Maybe they don't speak English very well. So maybe they're shy or they're a little uh, self-conscious about how well they can speak a, a second language. So they go to, say, the minority groups where they speak that language primarily. Or with the women groups, um, you know, some of these these women or moms, they're, they're just getting back out there. They're just trying to get their, their feet under them for their business. So they're going someplace where they're more comfortable. They're with other moms, so they kind of get it. Like you show up, your hair's disheveled, you've got baby throw up on your shoulder they they get it, mm-hmm. they understand yeah, so there's that that comfort level in some of these groups that you don't necessarily get from a normal regulated and uh, structured meeting like b and I or something like that
3: There's a reasonably good chance that I might have baby throw up on me somewhere right now, that's just to let you know <laughs> my kid's been so sick,
0: yeah, you know the one other comment we can move on is that i I've also heard that you don't actually have to be a part of the group to attend right so right. Yeah. you know you can we be, used to go to you, connect today that's a, that's Span- a hispanic hispanic networking group. group you don't have to be hispanic to go to the group you can be whatever you want you might be able to join for all i know mm-hmm. it's just kind of a, a focus right and kind of a i think the way you put it is understanding so there we go we, we did it we figured right. it out we solved we all the problems out. in society
2: <laughs> all of them all of them so greg asked a question it's low dollar product worth
3: networking and the answer is complicated If you have a low dollar product where you need to turn over a lot of product to get a lot of sales, you want a networking group so that you can get all the other benefits of networking and not necessarily just to make sales of that specific product. But then what you can do is you can go visit all the other groups and pitch your product at those groups. So you can get the benefits and then also go out to other groups and visit them to pitch a product. So if you're selling $12 widgets, once you sold it one to everybody, all the 30 people in your networking group, and you sold ones to their friends, you're not going to make that many more sales at it. But there's other benefits to networking groups. So the other thing I wanted to hit on on networking, and this is a point that actually you brought up the other day. Okay. Yeah, When we were at our networking group, you were talking about how your networking group is not just a business networking group, but it's actually a lifestyle. Okay. So do you want to speak maybe a little more to what you mean by it being a lifestyle?
0: So yeah, the relationships that you build in networking groups, if they're done the right way, can be such that you get a phone call or have a need late at night and you know there's no carpet cleaners open, let's say, right? You know, we got Mott's carpet cleaning, a little shout out for Raymond Mott and his business, but you have something urgent. Right, and you got to get it fixed. I had a uh, incident a few weeks ago where our, our cat. We have this cat. I won't go into the specifics. Uh, huge responsibility, you know, having an animal in your home. Anyways, the cat ended up making making a mess. I'll leave it simple, right? Mess of our two cat, our two chairs.
3: Right, and
0: uh, it was something that couldn't wait. Right, it's something that had to be dealt with immediately. And so, what do you do? Normal people would probably not know what to do. Right, right. go to the internet, type in some random, you know, carpet cleaning company or something like that that they don't know right that doesn't know them and then that company would see them in this predicament and situation maybe not even be able to get to them immediately. It could be a day or two days, who knows. Yeah. charge them a And then charge money. them up the wazoo, yeah. right? Yeah. But when you're in a networking group and you've got relationships where all of a sudden something like that happens and you say to yourself, well, geez, guess what? I can call my buddy who's got an amazing company and I'm confident they know what they're doing and they're gonna take care of this for me and they're gonna be here within an hour and a half or two hours to get it done. That's what I meant by lifestyle. Right. You're not gonna get that unless you are out there actively engaged in these types of organizations. You know, another example is uh, my daughter was sick. Uh, This is years ago and I could say, I could go on forever, but four or five years ago, daughter was sick. We needed to pick up something from a naturopath. I don't remember what it was, some type of medication or something. And my wife pulls in, would have to have left our child, who I think was like two years old or something like that, in the car uh, to go in and grab what she needed. But because of the networking group, she was able to call in, they was able to say what was happening. The doctor came out to the parking lot and, you know, had her bring you know, had her right. pay for it right there and went over things and she was able to stay in the car with the kids. So that is, you know, an example, another example of a lifestyle type of condition. I, I, I always tell people that if, you know, I were to not be in business. Anymore, my wife would still make me keep going to the B&I group because of the lifestyle benefits. And so that's what I meant by that.
3: Well, and there is in having those relationships, you have, I like to call it access, right? You get access to the owners of the businesses or the people who manage them. And that is access you would normally not have. The average person off the street can't pick up their phone and call you for advice at 8 o'clock on Sunday night. Right. But Jeremy can. Which happens all the time because Jeremy's just he's like, always in trouble. He's just always in trouble. May or not get pulled over on a monthly basis. He's right. I told you guys shave the beard off. Allegedly, then they won't allegedly pull you over all the time. Allegedly. Well, yeah, and allegedly more. doing what was it? Eighty and a sixty-five. or it something? It was
2: <laughs> allegedly sixty-five and a forty. So, uh-huh. just saying
0: school zone. No, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> uh, no, but 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 those kids should move faster. They should. But the other thing, the other thing about the networking group is is, is what you're able to provide to your customers, right? So, like right. last night, I got a client, and he's having me do one matter, and then I've got another attorney in the group who's dealing with the other matter. And last night, I'm on the phone. I'm in bed. It's like nine o'clock. I get a call from that attorney because he knows me, and I know right. him, and I answer the phone. He's like, "Hey, I saw that you called. We had a ten minute conversation." At that time, on behalf of that client, and that client didn't even know right but because of that, that person's matter is being
3: coordinated
0: and we're moving forward towards having you know well hopefully be a successful resolution right right nice.
3: And that it doesn't matter if it's a legal case or if it's trying to get your chairs cleaned because your cat barfed on them or whatever happened right it's you have a problem you need someone to help you find a positive solution avoid a negative outcome right this is the path. And knowing people in all these businesses and then also having access to everyone that they also know. Now you've got hundreds and hundreds of businesses and business owners and managers and people who can help you with all the things that you need in your life that you would never have had access to before. Right. And I think that really nails what networking is about. A lot of people say, you know, it's not what you know, it's who you know. But really, it's it's what you know and it's who you know and it's who they know. It's all three of those things. And uh, is there anything else you want to add about networking?
2: Do it. Just do it. Uh-hoo. Just do
3: it. Copy
0: infringement.
2: No. We're losing everything, buddy. That's
0: right. Whole place is going down That's now. It's okay. I know a lawyer.
3: All right.
2: <laughs> all I got to say about networking is it works if you put the time and the effort into it. It You can't go and just flip a switch for an hour and a half a week and then flip it back off and then, you know, wait a week to do something. You have to be there. You have to be present, actively listen, and do it more than just an hour and a half. That's all I've got.
3: And for the fourth time in five years, our company is going to double our revenue with networking.
2: I'm trying to shorten that. Do it this year. That's
1: right. What? Pretty bold. This has been Digital Marketing Masters with Matt Rouse and Jeremy Markoff. For notes and a transcript of this episode, go to hookseo.com forward slash podcast. Now stay tuned for a preview of our next episode of Digital Marketing Masters.
2: Join us for episode six, where we talk about how mentorship is a win-win-win. How mentoring people improves their lives, is good for business, and can improve our own lives.